Ooh, oh, fuck. What? Fuck. Yeah. Well, yeah. Welcome to fuck. Pop Culture Cake. <laughs> <laughs> Brent's having yeah. a bit of a heart attack because uh, we uh, are people mere first. moments. Mere tick, moments. Talk. <laughs> tick. Uh, oh no, this intro is a that, mess. That's, that's Dane. <laughs> and we're also here with Forrest. Hey, everybody. What? We're mere moments. Yeah, what as Adam was saying, we are mere, mere literal, literal seconds after completing 2021's Prisoners of the Ghostland, starring Nicolas Cage, a movie about, I don't know, about ghosts. Was it Maybe. about ghosts? Were they ghosts? Maybe. Also, by the way, I think it was about. As about always, time? as always, big spoiler cast here. We're not gonna not talk about the things. So if that you we haven't watched that it, we watch it. saw that we were subjected to. It, Sheikha, please don't do this. I'm recording a podcast, you sweet angel. Uh, <laughs> this is a pet friendly podcast. Don't worry about it. So I don't understand. I don't understand what they were saying. <laughs> What do you mean, literally or metaphorically? Yeah, should yes, we try to do like yes, a little, like some of a plot summary as much as we can? Can sure, you can you I'm attempt to Steve? I'll attempt to Steve. We start off with a character that I now realize is unnamed, played by Nicolas Cage, who is imprisoned after being accused of killing a bunch of people and a child during a bank robbery. They He's tasked by the governor of a small post-apocalyptic town that mixes both Western and Japanese aesthetics. We're like specifically samurai, you know, that type of thing. And he's tasked to go retrieve the governor's daughter from wherever she has gone. And he does so by uh, traveling briefly on a bicycle, then on a, in a Celica, then crashing the Celica and waking up in a place called Ghostland. He then goes through some trials and tribulations, including losing both his, te- his uh, left testicle and his right hand and brings back Bernice, the, the granddaughter, to the governor, who is actually a monster. And he, they kill, I want to say, no less than 60% of the population of the town. Uh, <laughs> and that's... The might, well, that might be a conservative estimate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so many people died. Or did they? Or were they always dead? Yeah. Brett, you did a good job with this description. However, that was not a good description. But I don't think there could be a good description. I think you just have to watch the movie if you really want to know what it was like. Because so much of this movie is in the style, I guess you would call it. It doesn't, there, you know, there's like rotating heads in the background, and then people are fighting for no clear reason. And, you know, sometimes sometimes it's Wild Wild West. Sometimes it's like 1950s, like Japanese movie made in the 1950s. Sometimes sometimes it's Mad Max. Never really quite makes sense. I, I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? Uh, you know, yeah, but there's a lot of strange choreographed movements and chor- like Greek chorus type things going on. Honestly, it all feels... The only clear thing I could pull out of this entire thing was it was a metaphor for colonialism and resistance to colonialism and patriarchal control. That said, there are plenty of patriarchal characters in it that play central roles, including Nick Cage, and are never like considered a problem 
I just and there's like arguably two or even three protagonists in this story with Nick Cage being the one that doesn't really develop very much other than realizing that he was an asshole who killed people. I mean, I don't really know what they were doing with Yoshijiro, the samurai character who acted as, I guess, the enforcer slash pimp of the city. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. So also, those weren't his actual granddaughters. They all of the sex slaves were called. He would call them their, his granddaughters, but they were just kidnapped yeah. and forcefully held. So, yeah, but- so from from Wikipedia, this actually helps frame it a little bit. In a region in Japan devastated and quarantined years ago in an accident in which highly volatile nuclear waste was spilled after a crash between a waste transport and a prison bus, a settlement called Samurai Town is ruled by an unscrupulous governor. Who has blended elements of Japanese society and old American West together at his whim and is keeping a harem of adopted granddaughters as his sex slaves. The okay. outside is a uh, wasteland known as the Ghostland, inhabited by half crazed out- outcasts and victims of the irradiated environment. Just before the catastrophe, Hiro, a criminal, was imprisoned in the aftermath of a botched bank robbery where his partner, Psycho, brutally murdered several innocent bystanders. It is later revealed that Psycho was in the prison transport, which collided with the waste truck and thus set off the disaster. So Nicolas Cage's character's name is literally Hero. Yeah, that's how he's listed on, on uh, IMDb too. How, how, like, how much of that was in the movie? I mean, I got you got like part, a lot of that, but the quarant—they've been quarantined from the rest of society, and that's why everything is so freaking weird. Is that what we're supposed to be? Is that what we're allowed to believe? Yeah, well, Nicolas Cage is a part of like, why didn't they do anything? And it's like. They didn't like acknowledge it. Basically. Not enough of that is in. Not enough of that is in film. I would not have been able to extrapolate all that. Like I got that there was nuclear waste and that a disaster. But what is with the concept of the governor being time and the Outlands being anti-time and they have to escape? What the fuck were they escaping from if they're in quarantine still? I don't get it. I don't either. I don't know if you want an answer. I don't even, I, I mean, do I, I do, I do want an answer. I just don't expect any of you to have it. Here's 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 a take. Okay, here's a take. All right, here's a take. Oh God, I'm ready. Imagine, if you will, a director who likes westerns, likes samurai films, and just wants to do all the things that those things do. Where, like, you know, sometimes they're obtuse. Or they're heavy-handed in their like allegory and metaphor and symbolism, and and he's like, I want to do that, and he does that, but doesn't have the backing of a philosophy or an ideology or a point, and then just does he's just, stuff. He's just doing symbolism for the sake of symbolism. He's in he's a a twelfth grade book report on the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. Yeah. I could I could buy that. That would make sense. Boy, is that painful to try and understand. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't know if this would be like up to the writers or the directors. It does look like the director is Shion Sono. I don't know any of his other work, really. Suicide Club. Don't know, don't know. He's, um, he's pretty prolific, apparently. Yeah, it looks like that. Looks like that is true. Um, yeah, doesn't he have some crazy amount of movies? It's called a. St- a st- I, I am not going to say this. 
He's called a Stankinovist filmmaker with an idiosyncratic career. He's also been called the most subversive filmmaker working in Japanese cinema today. Subversive of what? I don't know what a Stankinovite is. Yeah, I don't either. This term Stankinovite originated in the Soviet Union who referred to workers who model themselves after Alexei Stankinov. These workers took pride in their ability to produce more than it was required by working harder and more efficiently, thus strengthening the socialist state. How does that threaten the socialist state? I don't think it threatens it. I think it's strengthening. It says thus strengthening the socialist state. Okay, I misunderstood. Yeah. I would imagine it's like ideal social, like an ideal worker in the socialist state. So he's an ideal. I don't get it. I don't understand this movie. I didn't understand this movie. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't think I'm dumb. Uh, No, I don't think that either. No, no. No. I I mean, this is supposed to be one of these movies where you talk about it later and you're like, well, I think it means this. I think it's so. You mean, you mean like what we're doing right now? Yeah, yeah, made, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's made ostensibly good movies, apparently, like like by critic standards, which whatever, who knows? Mm-hmm. So he must be saying something. This is because my read, my the thing that I that I I I, I, sub, I posited really relies on this being like an amateur director, but this is not that. This is a like a veteran director who's done right. things that have like 91% rotten tomatoes and stuff. Like, so we're missing the are, point maybe, or are we just not artsy enough for this? Is this too indie for us to get? He's also 60 now. So maybe that's pretty young, but maybe he's just losing the plot a little bit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's one of those things that ages like fine wine. Like I'm sure there are movies that I've seen where I look back, you know what? I don't want to bring about bring. I don't want to talk about Disney, but the second. But you're gonna you're gonna, gonna talk, talk about, about Disney. Disney. But you're and gonna yet. talk about Disney. The and second, yet the second Star Wars film. The okay, let me cut you film. off. Let me cut you off right there. Yeah. All of his movies from 2020, movies, TV, miniseries, blah blah blah, have much higher ratings than this movie. I mean, maybe it was just a bad. You know, he, he was told you're gonna you're gonna work with Nick Cage. And you're gonna love it," <laughs> he said. "I don't want to work Nick, Nick Cage. Let's just make something." Uh, I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna have Nick Cage mm-hmm. stand in front of a clock tower and scream the word testicles. Because he not but like, tes- but like, and not but testicle like, and not testicle, testicule. Yeah, in a in but also very like drawn out in a very pained scream. It's perfect. It's a gem. And okay, Brent, also, I totally sidetracked. I totally sidelined you there. What what were you going to say about Disney? I don't care anymore. No, but I, <laughs> I, it's it's just a weird movie. And I and it's like it's like there's a lot of cool oh, I, Okay, let's talk about the nice stuff, right? Yeah, like sure. we all agree that Ghostland, the Sid, like the outcast town is really cool set dressing. The the whole idea like the whole like devotional maybe literal thing where they are holding back the clock is really cool, uh, and I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal that imagery for something. I don't know what, but that is really cool. Most likely a and d campaign. Yeah, most likely. But I really, like, <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I just didn't enjoy any of the characters in that town, like Enoch or the yeah. Tall Hat Man. Or I didn't the, get the, the harbinger of, of hero. The purpose of Enoch, like again, paternalistic character. He's 
he's being dragged around in a literal library proselytizing all the time i didn't what like but he didn't do anything like the whole movie he was just a force of naysaying just like well you can't do that mm-hmm. well he might he might represent the you know what fuck it let's do this he might represent the 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 bystander witnessing colonialism and saying that there's nothing you can do to stop it or capitalism even right oh okay okay because at some point he mentions clinton i don't know why but he might be the person who is like no it's a foregone conclusion you know i i may not be the initiate the initiator of colonialism in fact i may be suffering from it as well but but he's not truly suffering in the same way that the others are, right? Because right. he says they all have a gift a stolen. Privilege, yeah. Right. And he doesn't have any gift stolen that I could see. And he is like maybe playing to oppress oppression, but he's dragged around in his library chair and is able to do something that he seemingly enjoys. So it's like mm, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. You know what? Maybe we're we are wrong. And this is like just hitting on levels. It's like <laughs> Like I said, maybe we're just not artsy enough, and that's okay. But okay, do you guys like any artsy movies? Uh, depends. Okay, What's, but like, what, I'm, what, I'm sure there are some that you like. I don't. Yeah. I really don't think this movie is bad because it's artsy. I think it's bad. Bad. I think it's a bad movie. I just think it's a bad movie. You know. Okay. Okay. Why? <laughs> Is it because for no one, no explained reason, a woman runs to a Gatling gun and mows down half the town? Is that I mean, why? <laughs> I like. I mean, I like that. I laughed at that part. I like that part, but I don't think it's. I don't think it like bodes well for the rest of the quality, like the quality of the rest of the movie. <laughs> I don't know. Like for example, what 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 the hell was about the middle part where he like riles everybody up, it, all those people who are trying to like stop time to escape. And then they just don't escape. And then yeah, they, they just did. go to the next scene. They, yeah, that whole middle section didn't make any sense at all. That is correct. It's like they just needed the movie to be a little bit longer. Yeah, they were padding the, padding the runtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd believe that. Unless there's a be- point to that, too. The frame, the framing of the, of the, <laughs> Brent, do you have a reason for that? <laughs> the framing of the Gatling gun really could, like, okay, when she runs off screen and then it cuts to the, to the Gatling gun. The way that that is framed and shot to me is very evocative of like terrible parody movies. Like, <laughs> yes, like scary movie or something like where that's a bit gag. That's uh, that, that gets presented to you. You know, like I can't, I can't exactly give you an example, but it's like, Oh, this, this and that. And then here's a visual gag. And so they like, intro- uh, and they, and it just felt very much like that. And I don't know if that's intentional or not. Also, the bodies disappear. Also, what were you asking me? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> why Why did he rev up the, what, the Mad Max scene where they have the montage of repairing the vehicles only to never use them ever? Like, what? Like, why did they even go back to the governor? Because Psycho told them they had to? Well, he has well, to go back to the governor uh, to get the key because he'll blow yeah, up. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But why does she want to? What, what, what was what was her name? Why does Bernice want to go back to? the I governor? think to free her sister, her quote unquote sister. Okay, her fellow oppressed. Because she's she has found her. I don't know what her motivations are, but uh, but like the vaguest, like my vague impression of it is that she has found she is no she is no longer willing to accept 
that the trade-off for being free is mm -hmm. silence mm -hmm. and is like, no, I can have both. I can both be free and have my voice and be in opposition to those that have oppressed me. Yeah. And the, again, like this movie's trying to do too many things probably, but the whole metaphor of her getting her voice back was pretty clear. Like, yeah, that part was pretty clear. I just uh, pretty clear and pretty short. Like from point yeah. of point of introduction yeah. of like you know point of pro introduction of problem to solution of problem, very very quick. short. Yeah. yeah, after a very weird scene with the water and the take it off and and the and then the exploding and testicle. And Don't forget about the off. and he holds it in his hand. Yeah, he gets to his own severed left testicle, which doesn't kill him, which once again was, I kept positing throughout the watching the movie that this was actually just a giant metaphor for hell. And the fact that no one dies of like sucking chest wounds and like irradiation, like mm -hmm. literally does make me believe that there's some, like this is hell. Like redemption. Yeah. yeah. When he picks up his testicle, that's also evocative. That That's also like intentionally, I think, like invokes bad B-movie tropes, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, a, a gremlin should pop out of the corner in that scene, too. Why not? <laughs> yeah, like, he's holding his own still-beating heart in his hand. Right. Yeah. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely think I'm not getting all the layers of it, but I, I really enjoyed it. I think there was a lot of themes. There was a lot of, like, style choices that I really was vibing with, and I totally agree that this would make a pretty interesting inspiration for uh dungeons and dragons campaign or something well i didn't say i would i want no, I, none I of that. i want no i, well, I know but you adam you were right in in context because i don't want anything about this world other than a like people with rope holding a, oh, a holding giant a clock, clock back yeah. <laughs> yeah and screaming about how t we must stop time yeah that's all i care about i mean man, right. think about think about that in like blown up a little bit and it's like you go into like a dreary wet london town and it's a and and, and you have a, a hundreds of people holding this clock and they have to do it every day and the shifts and stuff and it's like yeah all day yeah yeah that that imagery is like mwah, it's real good yeah, but fuck the rest of it. I don't want any of that. I don't want. <laughs> you mean you didn't? Leather. You didn't love? You didn't love Ratman and his voice modulator? I didn't love Ratman. I thought I was gonna love Ratman, but Ratman did too many scenes where he like has his Just, elbows back and he's and he's leaning back and he's screaming in joy. There were too many of the we sh we blew up the alien spaceship joy reactions, you know? Yeah. Where it's like woo, we, we we did it, and but then Ratman's randomly scared of Hero. I don't understand. I did not understand movie. the purpose of the character at all. Like the whole junk, like the whole scrapyard could have just been cut from this movie and it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. The scrapyard definitely is the part I probably don't understand the most. Well, I think it's what Forrest said. It was just padding out the movie. You know yeah. what? It'll make the movie another 12 minutes, just rap man and his gang. And they're going to do a road warrior sort of montage thing but then we'll never use it yeah like i would it. love to see i'm already regretting this but i'll just say what i was gonna say i would love to see a making of of this movie <laughs> <laughs> oh man don't, don't put that some in the, of the behind the scenes yeah i would love to see like a where they are now or like a talented <laughs> video essay let's just come and do this because i i don't yeah. i don't know if we're prepared or equipped 
yeah in the sense that we're like we are just re it's like we're consuming something and we've and this is also the 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 shortest time period between consumption and and discussion so we don't really have like i don't know what process we all go through as individuals but whatever that process may or may not be it is not happening now so we're having a very different experience maybe that's a better experience maybe it's a worse experience but this movie was fucking weird and like and just weird in that, like, there are movies that are weird that, like, are mind-bending. But this is weird in that I just didn't get some of the choices. Yeah, I just didn't get it. Like, yeah. the bicycle. There's something yeah, there. Seriously, what What are they saying? It was, it was an act of defiance. That's what that was. Yeah, but Oh, why? okay. And, oh, because he's <laughs> an act of defiance. And... I think they just thought that that scene would be funny. I mean, you know. It was. Sorry. It Sorry. Was I mean, funny. it did laugh. It was funny. Yeah. I was like, what is he doing? And, but then it, all that happened is like they immediately negated it because they had the samurai drive his car to him. But then they immediately negated the car because the car crashes right after that. I mean, the cars in general don't exist in this movie. Like any person who gets in a car ends up in Ghostland. Like that's all that happens. So I don't know. I don't Why know even introduce the car? Like exactly. Yeah. Like Just because the kid the kid off. is the kid is able to the harbinger of hero is able to run back, which is what I'm calling that little girl. He's able to run back to the town, what, 10, 15 minutes to scream that the governor is dead and hero has won. Like Yeah. Like it's it's not far away. All right, so what are we doing here? Is this is this is this gonna be so sorry to to yeah, turn a little bit inside baseball, yeah. yeah. But it, are we are we going to then talk about the other two the other two Nick Cage movies we're watching, and that's going to be like this episode? No, I think we we'll talk about all of them just, over time. We just release it. Yeah, we, we just release this the one off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is there any you know advice we want to tell people who are thinking about watching this movie? I kind of wanted to say, you know, it's let's, not. Let's, so I, I don't like that. So my final verdict is I don't like this movie. It's not a very interesting thing to say about a movie, though. I don't. I, I don't want to say don't watch it, though, because like if you're intrigued by our conversation, like go ahead and watch it. You know, you won't be you won't be bored. I don't think you'll be bored except for the middle part where they're when they're trying to turn back time. No, I think what we should do is let's spend a few seconds to uh, brainstorm out. Like workshop a drinking game for this movie. <laughs> so like, oh my, my first pitch is every time Nicolas Cage's character passes out, <laughs> take a shot. Okay. Uh, every time one of the bombs threatens to go off or does go off. Finish your drink for yeah. that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dane, you got one? Yeah. What else? Every time they say TikTok, take a sip. Oh God! No. Okay. No. Well, this is all going to be in that one spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, every time there's a samurai fight for no reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say every time Yasujiro, every time Yasujiro kills someone. No, no that's too much. I think you, you just keep it to the general take, section. Take a right? take a maybe that's a sip one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Take a yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, every time there's a flash, no, those are those are directly connected to the passouts. We'll leave those alone. This is every time, one. every time one of Nicolas Cage's explosions goes off, finish your drink. Okay. Uh, I I already said that one. To finish your drink? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I was I uh, was so in the moment. No, every- it's, it's it's a good one though. Like it's it's clearly like uh, oh there you go that's that's mm-hmm. a thing. How about when the governor makes it rain? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he only does it every once. time. Every yeah, time a character, that's what, that's every time doing. a character creeps you out, take a take a sip. <laughs> oh man, that's oh, the no, whole no, movie. that's not that's not good. Uh, every time, every the time boy they flash, shows up, yeah, every, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, anytime they flash back to the boy, yeah. Every time radioactive is mentioned, uh, take a shot. <laughs> uh, they do say that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I am. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, Nicolas Cage is radioactive. Spoiler. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but it was very important uh-huh. to the townspeople of Ghostland. I think we did it. I think we nailed it. I think so. And you guys got to figure it out. We're not going to go back and collate any of this information. That's on y'all. Uh, but this has been the after viewing discussion of prisoners of the Ghostland, we are going to be doing a thing called uh, new cage day we're in the month of january we watch all of the previous years nick cage films and i'm sure there are similar gimmicks out there uh, but don't worry about that and we're going to be watching them and discussing them other than that you can reach us at popculturecake at gmail.com if you've Feel free to, or if you'd like to sponsor an episode, you can. You reach out to one of us because you likely know us. And then you can uh, hear a podcast episode early and name it. Um, and and, and that we don't have any socials, right? Never. Yeah, Never. I don't exist. I don't exist. Dane, say yeah. a, little catchy, uh, a little catchy thing for the end. So Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, no. Oh, no, man. <laughs> <laughs>